The more settled nature of life during the Dalton period, with agriculture and trade networks beginning to take form, blended almost seamlessly into the next period of prehistory. But that is a story for next week. Until then, this has been Mapstronaut. Thank you for listening. The Paleo-Indian period refers to a time around 11,500 BCE, at the end of the last Ice Age, when the first traces of humans appeared in the archaeological record in North America. It's understood that at this time, sea level was several hundred feet lower than it is today, exposing a landmass, the Bering Land Bridge, that connected Siberia in northeastern Asia with Alaska in northwestern North America. Evidence suggests that a group of hunters migrated across the Bering Land Bridge. Paleo-Indian campsites found in central Alaska are known to be slightly older than those found in the lower 48. These people found a corridor in western Canada that was relatively ice-free, which allowed them to move further south toward less hostile terrain. This corridor entered the United States in what is now Montana, where we find the oldest known human burials associated with early Paleo-Indian tools. The people continued to move across the continent, following large rivers and other bodies of water. Based on archaeological findings, it's estimated that expansion throughout the Americas took somewhere between 500 and 1500 years. Only in archaeology is a span of that considered a pretty precise estimate. It's most likely that Paleo-Indian people did not live in permanent settlements, instead remaining on the move in groups of a dozen or a few dozen, following the prehistoric megafauna of the continent. That is, very large animals that are mostly now extinct. They rarely stayed in any one place for very long, and made their homes in caves or rock shelters, or when neither was available, made temporary homes out of brush. Because of this lifestyle, the population of the Americas remained relatively low. Paleo-Indian people hunted the megafauna of the continent, including creatures like mastodons, mammoths, horses, tapirs, ground sloths, giant bison, giant beavers, giant tortoises, a lot of giant things, uh, American lions, short-faced bears, which were also giant, and uh, saber-toothed tigers. Many of these creatures are known to have inhabited the area that is today Arkansas. Additionally, they gathered wild plants, including fleshy fruits like grapes and berries and nuts. And during, uh, and writing this podcast episode is uh, how I learned that I don't like it when people refer to fruits as fleshy. The hunting and butchering of megafauna would have been a job much too large for only one person and suggests that there was some sort of political or social organization within the individual bands of hunter-gatherers. Paleo-Indian tools were typically made from fine-grained, silica-rich rocks like chert or flint. Other tools may have been made from ivory, bone, and antler. The Paleo-Indian period is divided into three sub-periods, early, middle, and late. These subperiods are largely based on the styles of spear points created by people during that time. Among the most well-known cultures of the early Paleo-Indian period is the Clovis culture, named for a town in eastern New Mexico near the site where this variety of point was first found in 1932. Fluted points are the hallmark of the early Paleo-Indian period. A flute is a flake detached from the base of the point, 
leaving a scar that allows the point to fit snugly inside a handle or a spear shaft. Clovis spear points were large and heavy, which made early Paleo-Indian spears unwieldy for throwing and better suited for jabbing when hunting large animals. Based on the method of hunting that would be used with this tool, it's most likely that early Paleo-Indian people would have preferred to ambush their quarry in marshes or at watering holes. It's um, <clears throat> somewhat well established that humans are endurance hunters, and the way that we survived uh, in early civilizations was not by being stronger or faster than or bigger than the animals we were hunting, uh, but by having the endurance to follow them until they got too tired to fight, and then we could jab them with big spears. Um, that's not specific to Paleo-Indian cultures, that is humanity around the globe. Um, interestingly, a quartz crystal Clovis point was found near hot springs. Other early Paleo-Indian cultures include Folsom, Sedgwick, and Ganey. The middle and late Paleo-Indian periods were marked by a succession of fluted and non-fluted points. In the middle Paleo-Indian period, you had styles like Coldwater, Quad, Pelican, and Agate Basin. But the late Paleo-Indian period is when things really start to get interesting in Arkansas. Starting somewhere between 8500 and 7900 BCE, a culture arose in the central United States. This culture made a distinctive set of stone tools that are found in sites around the region. Judge Sidney Pogue Dalton found numerous sites with this style of point around central Missouri, and in 1948 his name was used to refer to this style of point. Dalton sites are found throughout the Mississippi River Valley and are sometimes known by different regional names like Holland, Meserve, Greenbrier, Colbert, Hardaway, and Breckenridge. As more Dalton sites and artifacts have been uncovered, they are more well-studied than earlier Paleo-Indian cultures. For instance, archaeologists have documented the specific steps taken in manufacturing and maintaining Dalton spear points, as well as methods for recycling damaged points into other tools such as scrapers, perforators, and drills. Dalton spear points were smaller and lighter, which allowed for hunting smaller game than the megafauna associated with early Paleo-Indian cultures. Evidence shows that they were used to hunt elk, bear, white-tailed deer, raccoon, rabbit, squirrel, and other small mammals. Although evidence is lacking, it is likely that the Dalton diet would have also included birds, waterfowl, amphibians, reptiles, and fish. Agriculture in the form of small gardens was in its infancy during the Dalton period, and most non-meat foods would have still been gathered from the wild. Important plants may have included things like persimmon, greenbrier, pokeweed, cattail, amaranth, dock, lamb's quarters, wild onion, and a wide variety of berries, fruits, and nuts. However, uh, Dalton tools went far beyond spear points. Among the tools is the earliest known heavy-duty woodworking tool in North America, the Dalton Adz. This tool was used to chop and cut charred wood. It was possibly used to build dugout canoes, chop down trees, make grave markers, hew house posts and wooden containers. 
as well as scrape and stretch animal hides. Other tools included hammer stones for making tools and cracking nuts, and bone needles. Many of these tools were made using chert from the Ozarks and Crowley's Ridge. Crowley's Ridge actually seemed to be a major focal point for the Dalton culture. People at this time were traveling less than early Paleo-Indian people, and were beginning to settle down into things that were more like camps than villages at this point. Many of these camps would be used for a specific purpose, like quarrying stone, gathering plants, catching fish, or hunting waterfowl. Over 750 Dalton sites have been recorded in northeast Arkansas alone. Many of these sites are on or near Crowley's Ridge. Among the most studied are the Brand Site and Lace Site, both in Poinsett County, and the Sloan Site in Greene County. Studies of the Brand Site revealed distinctive clusters of hunting and butchering tools, which suggested that the area was used as a temporarily occupied site for processing deer carcasses and hides. The Lace Site is understood to be a base camp. It's located near the Langi River, and it was occupied long enough to alter the natural soil profile. Where things get really interesting is the Sloan site. The Sloan site is located on an Ice Age sand dune in the Cache River lowlands of Greene County. It was first recorded in June 1968 by Mary Ann Sloan, an archaeology student at Arkansas State University. As the site had been cleared for farming, artifacts were observed across its surface. A few years later, in 1974, Frank Sloan learned of people collecting and selling artifacts from the site and relayed the information to Dr. Dan Morse, station archaeologist for the Arkansas Archaeological Survey Station at ASU. In spite of adverse weather conditions, Dr. Morse assembled a crew, and over the course of the month of March 1974, the Sloan site was excavated in order to prevent further vandalism from inhibiting the study of the area. What they found was incredible and something I really wish that more Arkansans knew about. On that plot of land measuring about 12 meters by 12 meters, they uncovered one of, if not the, oldest documented cemeteries in the Western Hemisphere. Studies estimated that around 30 people, both juveniles and adults, were buried at the Sloan site. Along with those burials were unusual clusters of artifacts that suggested intentional interments of personal goods alongside the deceased. The seemingly planned interment of bodies and grave goods at the Sloan site seemed to suggest a belief in some sort of afterlife by this group of people. Additionally, more than 400 Dalton artifacts were found and plotted. These were often items that would have been used in day-to-day -day life, including projectile points, scrapers, abraders, hammers, and adzes. Most of these tools were made using chert from nearby on Crowley's Ridge. One unusual artifact, however, was made from a stone that wasn't local. Known as the Sloan Point, this spear point is unusually long and made from an exotic chert. Experts believe that it may have been more of a status item than an actual tool used in hunting. It's just too big to be of practical use. The Sloan site represents not only one of the most significant Dalton sites ever investigated, but also the only known example of a Dalton period cemetery. And again, I want to emphasize one of, if not the, 
oldest cemetery in the Western Hemisphere, in North Central South America. This one's it, and it's in Arkansas. And if that's not, like, cool enough for you, I don't know, I don't know what is. The more settled nature of life during the Dalton period, with agriculture and trade networks beginning to take form, blended almost seamlessly into the next period of prehistory. But that is a story for next week. Until then, this has been Mapstronaut. Thank you for listening. <laughs>